Genesis chapter 3. We'll begin reading in verse 1. Genesis chapter 3. We'll begin reading in verse 1. And it reads as such in our hearing. I'm reading from the New King James. And it reads as such in our reading. Now the serpent was more cunning than ever any other beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate it. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. They sold fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, the woman whom thou, who you gave me, she gave me tree, and I ate. Let's just stop there. That's enough. That's enough. Falling. If I just had to script what we're going to talk about, it's going to be just falling. The human race has fallen. Father, even now. Move Tracy out of the way. Give increase to your anointing. Give increase to your presence. Take each word. Give power to it. Move me out of the way do I, so I will not hinder what you are trying to say to your people. Father, speak. Lord, speak. Speak in such a way that it is a personal interview, a personal word to each of us. Father, we are in need of a rhema word, a living word that will set off bombs in our lives, that will release that which needs to come forth in our lives. Even now, speak to us. Even now, have your way in the midst of your people. Lord, even now, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A shift is about ready to take place. Up to this point, Adam and Eve enjoy perfect harmony. 
perfect unity. There is no static in their lives. There is no problem in their lives. Perfect fellowship with God and perfect fellowship with one another. We can't even begin to imagine what they are enjoying. I mean, the unending, the ever-presence, the ever-feeling of God's presence, his anointing, his peace, his joy, his everything is at their disposal. No hindrance in their communication. God came down in a way and he manifests himself to them. They were at a level of, of holiness because God made them in holiness that evil could not get into their thinking, evil could not get into their minds. We don't know how long that they enjoyed this. We don't know how long they were at this state before Satan made a move. Did you know that whenever you are being blessed by God, that Satan is about ready to make a move? Did you know that when God is about ready to bless you, Satan is about ready to make a move? Did you know that the higher God takes you, the more Satan is going to attack you? I, I really came today to let us know you best put on the whole armor because the devil is still rolling back and forth to see who he's going to destroy. Hey, 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 if you got trouble, you ain't by yourself. He, he comes to give us trouble. He comes to upset our day. He comes to get us off track from what God wants us to have. God is not fighting with Satan. Satan is fighting with us. Matter of fact, let me tell you something. The devil is already defeated. But we got to know that. We got to stand in that. We got to walk in that. So when trouble comes your way, don't think that he just picked you out. Trouble is coming all of our way. Man is the highest creature that the Bible speaks of. And when I say creature, it means created one. God created everything. Man is God's highest creation. Born to enjoy him. Born to fellowship him. Born to walk with him. Did you know that we wasn't even meant to die? Death is not in God's original plan. The tree of life was right there before they ate of the tree of knowledge, you wasn't even meant to get old. What you talking about? And God says, the day that you eat of the tree in the midst of the garden, you shall surely. Why did Satan have to come to a snake? Because he couldn't get in their mind. He did not have access to their mind because at this time, they were in perfect harmony with God. He could not get into their thinking. Now what has happened is because Adam disobeyed, Satan now has access to our thinking, to our minds. He can plant ideals. But before they fell, he could not touch them. Question, why did God then give them the commandment, something that they could fail at? God could have made them a robot, but a robot can't have fellowship. In order to have real emotions, to have real relationships, there's got to be the ability to make a choice. There has to be ability to choose. I do it because I want to. God don't want us to serve him just because we fear him. It may start with fear, but at some point or another, you ought to be falling in love with God and you're doing it because you love him. It is a choice that we make. And Adam and Eve had a choice. God is saying, you're either going to obey me or you're not. I mean, you know why God hates sin? Because sin is rebellion against him. Satan comes in and he comes in the form of a snake. And he begins to use the snake as a 
microphone. He talked and get Eve's attention, and Eve now is talking to the snake. And he says, hasn't God said that you can't eat of the trees of the garden? He said, no, we can eat of the trees of the garden. It's just that one in the midst of the garden. My question is this. If God told Adam and Adam told Eve, what is Eve doing talking to the snake about something she got secondhand? Be careful about secondhand stuff. A lot of us have got in trouble because we got something secondhand, and the folks that told you secondhand then added more to it than what was in it. Then changed the whole thing. Not that if you look back, God didn't say touch the fruit, so somebody added to what God said. Why didn't she turn the conversation over to Adam? Matter of fact, if you read down a little bit more, it said she gave the fruit to the man that was with her. Now, it was just them two. It ain't talking about because they was going together or they were husband and wife. It's not about location. He was right there all the time. Uh-oh. Let's dig in this a little bit deeper. Why is she taking the lead when Adam is her covering? Why don't she turn the conversation over to the person who heard it firsthand? He was sitting right there. He was standing right there. All she had to do was give it to Adam. Ladies. In your relationship with your man, why you want to wear the pants sometimes? I didn't think I was going to get too many claps on that. Sometimes you move before him. You do it. And it sets up resentment in the relationship. Tell you you're out of position. The 
it's my job to cover you. Then after we said, if you want to go on, go on then. But it's both that are out of position here. Adam is not recorded of saying anything, and he allowed Eve to take over. Listen what the scripture says. Scripture says Eve was deceived, but Adam did it knowingly. Hold on. What is the scripture saying? It's saying that Adam had an understanding about the situation, about the tree that Eve didn't have. Let me see if I can explain that. When God gives you a revelation, there are parts of that revelation you can't share or explain to nobody. That's why when God tells you something, you can't expect everybody to jump on board with it because God gave it to you. And in the revelation of it, if it's according to the word, there is a deeper understanding you have about it that you can't explain to nobody else. In Adam receiving it from God himself, there was a knowledge about it that was passed on to Adam that even when he told Eve, she still did not understand the magnitude. What caused Eve to fall? Because I don't believe that Satan changes his game. I believe that, that you know, we know that he, 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 he left heaven. We know he rebelled against God. We know that in Isaiah chapter 14, beginning in verse 12, it talks about how he talked about he wanted to be like the most high and he got filled up with himself. We know that his name, Lucifer, means light bearer. He was beautiful. He had in his wings, he had in his body diamonds and, and, and pearls and emeralds. That he was the one that shined the glory of God. He reflected the glory of God. He was something else. But he got puffed up. One of the worst sins is pride. One of the worst sins, and let me, let me just be honest with you, every time we sin, there is an element of pride in that sin. Put that on the shelf, I'm coming back. Put that on the shelf, I'm coming back. So, he, he, he got puffed up got kicked out of heaven with one-third of the angels, and they hate us because we are made in the image of God. But that scripture tells us that at one point in the future, we are even going to judge the angels. It may not seem right now like we all that much, but let me tell you, you something special. Let me tell you, it does not yet appear what we're going to be. Now, that scripture says that when Christ comes back to get us, and he is coming back one of these old days, he says that when we see him, we're going to be changed to be like him, which means that there's going to be something about us that's going to change. Now, that we don't have an idea what God has planned for us. You may be going through hell and high water right now. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if I can make this clear. Nothing that we go through down here is going to be able to compare to the glory we're going to receive up there. We may live just for a little bit down here, but heaven, presence of God, even the new heaven and new earth, is going to be forever. And what God has planned for us, that ears have not heard, eyes have not seen, has not entered into the man, in the mind of man, what God has prepared for us. What are you saying, preacher? Well, I'm saying this. Don't miss out on your blessings for the crumbs Satan will give you down here. Let's move on. Here, he tells her, he begins to speak. Eve did not turn the conversation over to Adam, and I believe that Adam is looking at her saying, mm. 
I ain't, I ain't ready to go on yet. Ladies, let your man be the man in the relationship. Let me tell you a secret. Well, no, let me, let me, let me, I'll come back. I'll come back. I'll come back. I'm trying to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Okay. Satan says, God lied to you. He knows that the day that you live the tree, you will be like him. And she looks at the tree and see that it's good for food, lust of the flesh. It was present, it was pleasant to the eyes, lust of the eyes, and it could make her wise. The pride of life. In all of our sinning, it comes from those three areas. Instant gratification on a physical side. You want everything you see because you feel like if you can get the greatest, the newest, the baddest, it'll make you somebody. Just because you drive a big car don't make you better than the person that got a bicycle. Whoever told you what you drive and what you wear make you somebody. It's who you are on the inside that makes you somebody. But the world system is that we get caught up with what we see. And we don't have the brand name. And we don't have the big car. And we don't have that. Guess what? Just make sure your clothes is clean and you walk with your head up. They got caught up. She got caught. Satan hasn't changed his game. He's still doing the same thing. And we have to be aware of how it's come at. So she looks at it, she takes it, she eats it. Guess what? Nothing happens. But the scripture says she turns and give it to the man. That... My question is, if Adam knew, why did he partake of the food? I don't think I have enough information from scripture, but let me just speak from a practical standpoint. Ladies, if you put some honey on it with some kisses and promise us something else, you can make us do just about anything. Let me restate that. Just about, just about. <laughs> that is supposed to be used for your good. That is supposed to bring out our tenderness in a part where we want to take care of you. But you can manipulate your man to do wrong, too. Let me, go, let me give you another hint. Even with your ladies, even with your young teenagers, when you come at him and tell him what to do, something in the inside rises up. Have you seen it? I remember Britt, I used to have to tell him, don't, when your mom come at you, I don't care how she come at you, don't say nothing. Guess what? He had no problem if I told him. But when his mom told him, he said, Dad, it's hard to keep quiet. She comes at me fussing. I just want to. I said, you better not. <laughs> Sometimes Parson would go in the room fussing at him, and I'd be standing behind her saying, you take it? Because <laughs> if you don't, you have to deal with me. So keep your mouth shut. Hold on. Secret. Ladies, that rising up doesn't just go away when we grow up. It's still there. So when you come at us in a way that you're trying to tell us or make us, we're going to do it when hell freezes over. We may not say that, but we're sitting there like, mm-hmm. And inside of us, something rolls up when hell freezes over. I get it when I want to. Why? Because we did not marry our mama. You are wise. 
and you will get more done if you put some honey, sweetheart, kisses, I love you, darling, I sit on your lap. Use what you got. <laughs> no, man, you can stand up if you want to, man. <laughs> Somehow she knew how to persuade him. And he ate. When he ate, Pandora box flew open, and there was a change in their nature. There was a change in their disposition. There was a change in their attitude. Matter of fact, if you read Romans chapter 8 correctly, it speaks as though everything changed. The cosmos changed. We can't even begin to understand what happened when they fell from grace, when they fell from the presence of God? You're exactly right. When we look at the situation we're in, it's because of their decision that they made, made an innate in us that we rather do wrong than do right. He said there's none that's righteous. No, not one. They all go their own way. What is he talking about? He's talking about what had happened when they fell and they all of us fall because we all are children from Adam and Eve. God comes and he comes in the cool of the day and the intent of it is that God came that they would have fellowship. There was unending fellowship. God visited them and they ran to him as children but this time instead of running they ran from him. Guess what? We've been running ever since. Let me explain something to you. Notice God knew they fell. God still came to them. God knew what happened. He didn't ask Adam the question because God didn't know. He wanted Adam to fess up. Notice, God is still the same way. When we fall, don't run from God. Run to God. Listen, God already knows when we mess up. He already knows when we lie. He already knows when we sin. And why do we think that we can hide it from God? What we need to learn to do, that as soon as we fall, get up, fall on your knees, and say, I'm sorry, strengthen me, help me. God is right there to pick you up. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Our God is a good God. He's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. But he can't make you come to him. You got to come on your own. I'm just not talking to self. I thought we as Christians, we mess up. Listen, you don't have to stay in the dirt. I was, I was at First Baptist Kenny Heights. Brother Frank Payne, who knew me as a little kid, he, he has to be in his 80s, maybe 90s now, was playing the piano over there when he had the man thing. He came over to me and said, Tracy, do you remember? When you were a little boy, you had this hill in the front yard, and you were in your good clothes running, slide down the hill. I said, no. He said, and I used to tell you, your dad going to get you. You know what I would do? He said, I would run and slide down the hill again. That's where we at. We slide down the hill and get all messed up. And God has to clean us up. But what I love about our Lord is that he's willing to clean you up. Even if it means over and over again. Now, I'm not telling you that you don't have to pay consequences. I'm not sure if I got, I don't remember that. Probably if I got a whooping, I probably would remember that. So I probably didn't get a whooping because my dad knew me. But I tell you what. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, he won't whoop you. 
he will pick you up and love on you and show you what you're doing is wrong. Adam, where are you? Why did he ask the question, where are you? Didn't God know where he was? Of course he did. God wanted Adam and Eve to fess up to say, Lord, we messed up. They said, Lord, we heard you in the garden. We heard you coming and we ran because we're naked. Who told you you're naked? What you mean you're naked? You've been naked all the time. They never knew that they were naked because they were so God conscious that they didn't recognize themselves. The problem what happened with sin is we're not God conscious anymore. We self-conscious. You know what got in the way? We are self, we are some selfish folks. Know why marriages break up? We're selfish. You know why relationships break up? We're selfish. When pride rises up, it gets in the way of everything. And when we're seeing what we are actually doing, we are joining rebellion with Satan against God. The, cre- the creature is actually saying we know better than the creator. David sinned with Bathsheba, and God said to him, why did you despise me? I said, wait a minute. David didn't despise you, Lord. He despised your law. I am my law. My law represents who I am. And when David sinned against me, he looked right at it. He looked right at me and turned from me and did what he wanted to do. That's why We can either walk in blessing or curse. God offers the blessing, but we got to come and get it. He can't make us choose the blessing. He chose, I mean, God lays it out there. He's not hiding anything. He says, if you come my way, I'm going to bless you. But if you go the other way, the curse is there. Now, I want you to be blessed, but guess what? You choose. Do you think that the sin caught God by surprise? Did you know that God already had a plan? He knew Adam and Eve was going to mess up. He knew we was going to mess up. But thanks be to God. God loved us enough that he had a plan. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost got together before they started creating anything. And they said, we see it to the future. Man is going to mess up. But guess what? We got a plan. When man mess up, I got a second Adam. An Adam that's not full of sin. That's going to come down 42 generations. It's Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. This sin came in by man. It had to be eradicated by man. And though we're in the Old Testament, The Old Testament is still looking at the New Testament. It's just that God hasn't done it yet. He's he's unfolded his plan, but God always had a plan. Let me show you. Let me show you how I know he had a plan. Here he goes. He began to say, Adam said, well, Lord, yeah, it was that woman you gave me. He was supposed to cover her. He's supposed to protect her. And now he's blaming her. He was supposed to love her. But now he resents her. He was supposed to cover her in spite of the wrong she did because she didn't make him sin. Don't ever blame what you do on nobody else. Because the only person you can blame is yourself. At some point, we got to quit blaming our mama. We got to quit blaming our daddy. We got to quit blaming anybody. At some point, we got to grow up and say, wait a minute, I'm grown now. And maybe I did not have the childhood I was supposed to have. But I know a God that is able to give me what I lack. 
I know a God that is able to make up for what happened to me. So the book stops here. See, we got to get to the place that we stand up for what we did. God loves people who David ain't all that good. David's messed up. But David stood up when David sinned. He usually came to God and said, I messed up. And God said he was a man after God's own heart. I want to know today, is there anybody here that don't mind coming? You need to find a quiet place where it's just time with you and God. Here God come, and instead of running to him, they ran from him. Do you have a place that's just your place and God's place? Don't get me wrong. I think we ought to pray unceasingly. But there ought to be a place that is your familiar place. Let me explain. There ought to be a place where you pray there all the time. No, yeah, pray in your car, pray at work, pray in the bathroom, pray all those places. But there's some place that you need to go to that's familiar, that you got, you got, you got experience there. God has, there ought to be a place in your house that's your prayer closet. Don't have to be a closet. Mine is on the side of my bed, laying the same way with a pillar up under my knees because I got hardwood floor. I, I went there last night. And when I went there, the first thing I felt was, I belong here. Did you hear that? As soon as my knees hit the ground, it's like, this is home. I ain't talking about the house. I'm talking about the presence of the Lord. See, you got to find a place where you can find God, where you know God's going to show up. See, God has spoken to me there. God has talked to me there. God has given me revelation there. God has chastised me there. But guess what? When I get there, it don't take me long to get in God's presence because it's a familiar place. I don't, think, I don't think I'm clear enough. But some of you, it ought to be your car. It's just that when you get in your car, you are so familiar talking to God that it feels like God is already there before you get in the car. And as soon as you get in, something on the inside starts praying. Why? Because that's your hiding place. That's your tabernacle. That's your prayer closet. That's where you and Almighty God meet. Did you know that God want to meet with you someplace? He won't force himself on you, but he will meet you if you invite him, if you call on him. Sometimes you might have to lay there all night, lay there till a change comes. Hold on. Let's go back. Let me end this. Look what he says to Adam and Eve. He says to, to the snake, first of all, you should go on your bed and belly. You should eat of the dust of the earth. And then he says to Satan, he's really talking to Satan, I will say, add to me between you and her offspring and her seed. Not her seeds, her seed. Singular. That is a messianic promise that there is going to be a man born out of a woman that would destroy Satan. He was speaking of the coming of Jesus Christ, coming from heaven to earth to dress up as a man, though he was fully God, he became fully man so that he could do what man couldn't do. See, sin is passed down, not from the woman, but from the man. As his father, as his Jesus is God, as his father, as God the Father is Jesus' father, there was no sin in him. The flesh came from Mary, so his flesh had no sin in it because it was not contaminated by a man. He spoke into the future of how he was going to take care of the problem. Now, hold on. Here they are standing there with fig leaves on. They have covered themselves. The problem with some of us, we have covered ourselves. Let me tell you, your covering isn't good enough. God has to cover you. And let me tell you, whether you're married or single, when God covers you, you're covered. When God shields you, you're shielded. 
When God make a way, there's a way that's been made. When God heals you, you're healed. When God blesses you, you're blessed. I don't think y'all hear me yet. Listen to what I'm saying. God goes and kill an animal and make for them long covering. Wait a minute. Something had to die to cover their sin. Hold on. That just covered their outside. But you need something to wash your inside. Which means that because of sin, the wages of sin is death. Which means that something or someone had to die to cover our sin. Well, what about the sheep and the goats and the bulls of the Old Testament? Guess what? They didn't cover the sin. They just held back God's judgment. But guess what? They were still in their sin. The judgment was just on home. But thanks be to God, his mercy and his grace looked beyond our faults and saw our needs. But what did we need? We needed a savior. We needed someone that could walk a perfect life. We needed someone who understand the infirmities of man. We needed someone that could touch man and God at the same time. And the only one that could do it was the man God or the God man. He was God and man at the same time. He hungered, he thirsted, but he had all power in his hand. Thanks be to God. They didn't put him on the cross. He allowed them to nail him on the cross. He didn't just die, he gave his life. Don't you hear him say, my spirit I commit into your hand? Don't you know if Jesus wouldn't have said that, he would still be on the cross? Because death can't touch someone who never sinned. But he became sin for you and I, and he gave his life so that we don't have to go through the sacrifice. He gave his life so that God judged him and not us. He gave his life so that we can walk in healing. Hold on. Hold on. The Holy of Holies had a curtain that kept men out. Even the high priest who only went in once a year had to put blood on his right ear, blood on his right toe, blood on his right thumb. And when he went in, they put a rope on his foot just in case he messed up. He would fall dead. And they know they couldn't go in and get it because God is holy. Did you hear me? God is holy. God is holy. God is holy. He's a holy God. He's a perfect God. He's an excellent God. He's God all by himself. In case he messed up, they would have to pull him out. Guess what? When Jesus got up, the curtain that separated man from God, it was ripped from top to bottom. Know what that means? Man didn't rip it. God ripped it. God said, enough of this. Let them come on to me. I don't think we heard that. I don't think we see that. We got access to our Father. You can call on him anytime you want him. You can go to him. You can have fellowship. There's something, there's something about the presence of God. It's good. Hold on. Want us to see this. He may not change your situation. He may keep you right where you're at. Because the thorns and whistles of our life makes us better. Hold on. Eve, the consequences of your sin is that when you're in childbirth, that you're going to have pain. You're going to have suffering. Ah, now, the, the earth is not going to just yield its fruit. You got to work for some fruit. And thrissers and weeds is going to pop up all the time. My God, what he's doing is painting the outside picture of what now happens on the inside of us. You don't have to plan evil. It just pops up. 
You don't have to go after some evil thoughts. They just. You don't have to work to do wrong. It just. You don't have to work to think evil. It just. There's some contamination in our flesh. But thank God you got a spirit. You don't have to allow the flesh to control you. You don't have to act like any old heathen. You can just say, allow the Holy Ghost to control you. As a matter of fact, when trouble hits your life, and trouble will come in your life, guess what? None of us is exempt. Trouble pops up. Let me ask anybody in the house, has trouble ever popped up? In your life, isn't it funny that when you get one of one trouble, here comes another one, just like the weeds. Wait a minute. I believe that God even uses the troubles in our lives. Why doesn't God just kill Satan and be done with him? Well, guess what? You can't even blame Satan for your sin. All he does is bring it to your attention what you already want. What he does is entice the sin that's already in you. All he does is say, hey, hey, have you seen this lately? All he does is say, look over here, party over here. Guess what? He don't make you go. You go because you... He tempts us. But he don't make us. We are led away when we are led away by our only our own entice. But thanks be to God. I was a couple of years ago wondering why I didn't get it. I would plant these flowers in the flower bed in front, and weeds would come up. I would go be busy and tear them up, and I would take off the top of it. Two days later, and back again. I really got frustrated when I never saw my neighbor working in his front yard. He, he didn't have weeds come up. I was out there sweating one day, then got stuck. I was hurting because this thing had whistles on it. And he came over and said, Red, what you up to now? I said, man, I'm trying to get these out. I said, tell me something. How come weeds don't come up in your flower bed? He said, Red, what you don't understand is up under the rocks, I got this mat that don't allow the sun to get to the weeds. And where I got the plants at, I cut a hole in it so that the hole could shine on my plants. So therefore, I don't have to do what you do because I done took care of it. You know what I did? I went to the store. Got me one of those mats. Didn't know what I was doing, but I spread it down, put some mulch over it, put some holes in it, put some flowers there, and guess what? Every once in a while, one would come up over the side, but I didn't have as many as I had before. You know what you need to do in your life? Put a mat down. Put some prayer down. Prayer has a way of stopping the weeds from coming up. The word has a way of cutting off what Satan's trying to plan in your life. He covered them. The covering that they got from God was just animal skin at first. You don't have to be covered by animal skin. God has already provided the way. And his name is Jesus. There's peace in him. There's joy in him. Even when you're going through, as long as he's in the storm with me, I know everything is going to be all right. There's some things he may not take you out of, but he'll get right down in the midst of it with you. Ask the three Hebrew boys. 
God didn't take them out of the fire. He just got in the fire with them, air-conditioned the fire, and they walked around in the fire. Don't you know that God would do that for you? People will look at you and say, how do you do what you do? And you say, I'm doing it by the grace of God. He's my covering. He's my peace. He's my joy. Don't you know that the, that the joy of the Lord is our strength? Joy has nothing to do with going on on the outside. Joy is that you know you're in his hands. And as long as you're in his hands, you got joy. In the midst of the storm, you can have joy. Don't tell me that you can't be going through hell and have a smile on your face. Oh, yes, you can. As long as God is in hell with you, you can have a smile on your face. He's just that good. Not sometimes, but... You are either in Jesus or out of Jesus. You are either covered or uncovered. You are either in God's blessing or out of his blessing. There is no fence. What I love about the Lord, he would no wise cast you out. He said that his perfect will, that all men come on to repentance. Because he want none to perish. That's the will of God. That's the love of Jesus Christ who died on Calvary for you and I. That, that regardless of what life throws at you, God, his grace is sufficient to carry you through. I'm not talking about church relationships. I'm talking about knowing him. I'm talking about getting in his presence. I'm talking about finding a place where God will speak to you. God will minister to you. God will encourage you. Today, I don't know where you're at, but I know you need Jesus. How I know that? Because all of us need Jesus. And if you don't have him, you need to get him. Today, as the choir comes, ministers are going to, they will pray with you, they will talk with you, they will show you how to receive Jesus Christ in your life. Are you covered?